What is up, New York? Big weekend. Big weekend for New York sports. This is the big rig. Call me at 347-989-0635 at the big rig show on Twitter. Um, reach me there. Uh, have any questions? Send me a tweet. I'll answer. I'll call them out on the show. Do do whatever we have to do. As opposed to calling in where you can, you know, hear my lovely voice over the phone, but we'll get over that in a little bit. Um, so this weekend in New York sports was fantastic. You had the Mets going into the NLCS against the Chicago Cubs. You stole one last night. And I, I say you stole one because you, had, you were facing Arietta. You had your rookie pitcher on the mound. You didn't know how it was going to go. You actually dominated the game. I mean, Syndergaard actually dominated. So it's not even like you stole one, but you stole one of saying, hey, you went against their best. The pitcher that is up for first or second in, in Cy Young award, uh, votes right now. And you took care of them. You got the win. You're up 2-0 in the series. Saturday night, you won 3-2. Or, sorry, um, last night you won 4-1. Okay. And that's, you know, you've only let up one run to a powerhouse lineup. Okay? The Mets, Daniel Murphy, is just carrying people on his back right now. He is he's like a one-man show. And I had a little conversation with uh, one of my buddies last night. He is a one-man show right now. He is just, <laughs> I mean, he can go anywhere in New York and never pay for a thing in his life. So we're going to talk about the Mets. We were talking about the Jets yesterday, who looked real shaky in the first half. And then afterwards, in the second half, I guess they had a little change their game plan, got a new strategy. Welcome Sheldon Richardson back, which was a nice surprise. Uh, just made a, an even beastly line, beastlier on defense. He came back. He added to the, uh, you know, the prize pool. He said he was coming to eat. He came to eat. Got to have a sack yesterday. So the Jets, hey, they took a little time off with the with the bye. Came out a little slow. Over over the game. That's over how they're operating. You know, two zero. Now you only got to win two more games. So it basically comes down to two out of five games you got to win, and you're gonna do it. I, I feel you're going to the World Series. And, you should feel the same way. Jets are looking good. Giants on tonight. Give me a call. Follow me at Twitter, The Big Rig Show. Okay? And we'll be right back.
right, we're back talking a little New York Mets baseball over the weekend. The Mets went up 2-0 in the series, NLCS. Um, first game, <clears throat> Mets won 4-2, which was, you know, you kind of felt in that game towards the end, you didn't know if, you know, they were going to come back, blooping a blast. You know, it was always in reach. Last night, you just felt that there was no way they were, they were hitting Syndergaard. There was no way they were doing anything. Familia has been brilliant in the playoffs. Syndergaard has been brilliant as well. Uh, on Saturday night, <clears throat> Harvey, he pitched a, a, a great game. A, I'd say a good game. It wasn't one of his, you know, Harvey performances. But he went 7-2, and two, gave up four hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, nine strikeouts. He let up a one home run. Hey, it happens. Schwarber's an animal. A little like Jim Tomey-esque. You know, I heard that the other day. And I agree. He's kind of like Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey, um, I don't. I know you can't compare with righties and lefties, but like a, you know, something like a Bagwell, like just a little meat on your bones. And Bagwell is a little more jacked, but Schwarber's going to be a good player. Uh, Familia came in. Uh, now, as far as Harvey going the distance, he gives up the home run to Schwarber in the eighth. <clears throat> One bad pitch, Schwarber took control, and then he takes him out for the four-pitch save for Familia, you could have just left him in. Let the guy get his eight innings, you know, instead of the seven two-thirds. Sometimes, you know, he gets a little crazy. I understand you want your your closer to come in and close out the game for you, four uh, four outs, five outs, six outs, and I'm a believer in that, Terry. I really am. You did a good job, but that night it was just a bad mistake on Harvey's part. You know, and he, he should have just left him in for the last out. He was, he was. On, I know it was a harder order coming up. You would, he would have got him. But Familia came in nonetheless, and Familia closed it out on a four pitch save, four out save. So, with that being said, the pitching is carrying the Mets through the playoffs when their their big big time hitters are are kind of in a lull. You know, Cespedes, right? But then you have Murphy, who is homering at at will. He can do what he can do no wrong right now. You know, first inning off Lester, two out, home run. And then Darno's bomb, who I think the you know, I don't think the Apple in center field is still working. So Darno, he's been he's been not quiet. He's you've heard him throughout the series. Murphy is uh your one hat one one man wrecking crew. Murphy is doing the job. He's doing everything. In the field, he's doing it. On the base pass, he's doing it. In the uh, hitter's box, he's doing it. Every A-B that guy gets is quality. He gets exposed every now and then, but so every great hitter does. He was one for four. He had a home run. Hey, that's what you want from Murphy. So he's hitting out of his skull. He continued it from the Dodgers series to the Cubs series. Darno's starting to come around. When we go and look at last night's game, you're starting to get the sense that everyone might start coming around. Wright had a big hit. I thought that one was gone. But then he does it again. You know, Granderson on base, Wright hits that double, scores Granderson, right? And then Murphy comes up with a with two on, or uh, one on, and he hits a home run again. And not only did he hit a home run, but – 
he had a foul home run right before that. How how many times have you seen that in your baseball career, watching baseball, playing baseball? Someone hits a foul home run, gets it right the second time with a one-arm stroke and hits it fair. You don't see that very often. He is just in the zone, this guy. It's just a mismatch. of You don't even know what, what he's doing. It's just every game is just, looks the same with him. Home run, big double, nice play in the field, you know, smart base running. If you ask me that Murphy, like last year or in the beginning of this year, could have been this player, I would have said no. I thought he was just a journeyman, you know, kind of get-it-done player. I mean, he, you want him on your team, he'll he'll start on your team. But when the playoffs – playoffs just bring that out. Okay, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. Cody Ross in 2010, Scooter Rowe in 2012, Pandaval did it almost every year. But that's why you got Panda. You got him to come in and hit home runs in the playoffs. You don't get him for his regular season performance because it's never good. His rookie year was good. He hit a tee at 330 and a couple home, couple dingers and stuff. But as far as postseason performances, these guys that you carry on your roster that you don't know how they're going to perform, well, you know how Murphy's performing. And he is just dominating. 1.286 slugging. Come on, 500 on base? Guy's, guy's getting out of his mind. And I don't know where you guys would be without him. Now, you have good pitching. I, I'm feeling you're going to – a lot of these games would have went into extra innings without him. He is hitting out of his skull. He's doing a really great job. He really is. And uh, you're going to see a whole lot of Murphy jerseys soaring in, 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 at the shops because that's who I would buy. Not only is it Murphy and he's doing good, but Murphy, you know, you go out to the bar, the pub, you know, knock a couple back. You got a Murphy jersey on, get you in your Irish spirit. I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's what you want, especially when you're going to watch the game. You know, they got to travel day to day, get some rest. You know, the Grom's going. I mean, what are, what are the Cubs going to do? Before this series started, I said the Mets were a better matchup for the Cubs. I think the Cubs would have steamrolled Dodgers because weak pitching silences them. They, their bats go silent. So the Cubs don't have that good of a pitching staff besides Ariana Elster. Now, they have a lineup. They have Kershaw and Granke, but they were, you know, they got you got to them and you beat them. They were battles. I feel the the game, the series versus the Dodgers was a more of an uphill battle than this series is shaping out to be. This series seems like you're just walking all over this team. It's not close. There's no, like, dramatics. There's nothing. And it just seems that you're just going to sweep them. It seems like you're going to sweep them. And I don't know if you will, but who are they going to throw at you? you got two games now against them where they're pitching. They're three and four. Okay, and you have DeGrom and then Mats. So Mats is no uh, slouch. He can he can pitch. It's just an overall mismatch on every level, especially when you sneak a win out with Syndergaard against their number one Cy Young candidate. And that's why I told you you stole one last night. So the Mets are dominating the series. You're not even worried about it. Like, I'm jealous. Because my series in, in Giant Land are tortures. Uh, we call the, the 2010 season a torture. That's what just one name, torture. 
you guys aren't experiencing that right now, and I'm kind of jealous because you're just absolutely dominating. Now, with that being said, when we got to the World Series, aside from last year with KC, preview that if you go to the World Series with KC, I think they're the anti-Mets. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But when we went to the – aside from the fact that KC last year, we won seven games and it came down to, you know, the last game, fifth inning, Bam Bam comes in, he pitches a great game, superhero-like. You're going to hear – you're going to be here and talking about that for years. One of the best pitching performances in a series you will ever see. Not that I'm a biased or anything, but but the Mets are having a, a kind of an easy ride. The Giants in 2010, 2012, we, we went 8-1 in World Series play. We swept the um, Tigers, and we, went, we won it in five in uh, Texas. So we kind of had that. All right, whew, it's easy now. World Series is where you want your games to be easy. If you get there, which I do think you're gonna. I mean, it's like starting this series with a with a two game lead already. That's what you have. That's how you have to look at it. So the Mets are in a good a good position right now. They're gonna go. I'm telling you, they're going to the World Series. If you don't believe me, call up and tell me why. But I'm telling you, they're gonna go to the World Series. If they do go, like I said. The Kansas City Royals are the anti-Met, okay? They have pitching. They have a great bullpen, one of the best bullpens you'll find. But their hitting is so timely, and they don't try to jack everything out of the park like the last two teams you played. It, you're basically going to face maybe a one through six of all Justin Turners, that kind of hitter with KC. And it's annoying. Trust me, I faced it last year. I watched every game, every pitch, every inning. I took off of work. I did whatever I could to watch this series. And it is annoying. You're going to find yourself, if you do go to the World Series against KC, hating this team because they are so scrappy and timely hit, defense, pitching. It's all there. And they're not a fluke. They're here for a while. The team is good. And they're, they're meant to be here. They're supposed to be here. And they're here. So I don't want to foreshadow too far, but that's how I feel. The Mets, I, I don't even think it's going to be a series from now on. You, you almost have them. You're stepping on their neck right now. You're ready to curb smash these dudes. And if that happens, if you win the Grom, which you're expecting to win uh, tomorrow night, if you win with the Grom, bye-bye Cubbies. It's over. There's no way they're coming back from a 3-0 deficit. They're not even close. Don't even worry about it. Sign, sign, Start buying your tickets for the World Series because you're going. If they lose, somehow find a way to beat the Grom, which I don't think they're going to. There is no way in hell they're going to find a way to beat the Grom. They have a shot because then you got Mats. Maybe if Harvey wasn't the way he was, he'd be coming back and then you'd be just absolutely dominating. I would I would skip Matt's. I'd just throw Harvey out there, but we gotta see what happens. But you're up two oh. You're feeling good and you're ready to roll. We'll be back in a minute.
right, we're back. We're talking a little Mets. Game one and game two over the weekend. Uh, game three tomorrow night. Uh, now, the Mets are in a real, really, really good situation right now. We all know it. We watched it. Familia's pitching great. Daniel Murphy's hitting wonderfully. David Wright's starting to come around. The Grom's on the mound for you tomorrow night. You guys are starting to get your team, your season. It's all coming together right now at exactly the right time, and you guys are dominating. And it's 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 great to watch. It's great to look at. Okay? So now... Keep it going. DeGrom's got to come out, pitch a masterpiece tomorrow night. He does that. You guys are going to start winning and feeling good like, hey, we're going to the World Series. I know you guys are reluctant right now to, to even think about the World Series and talk about it and see what you guys are doing, but it start thinking about it because you're going. There's no way DeGrom's losing tomorrow night, and there's no way you're not going to the World Series. I, I tried to tell this to my buddy, and he was just like, stop talking. You know, don't don't say this, you know. I was like, listen, it's happening. You got to have the confidence, right? Giants were down in every series leading up to the World uh, World Series in 2012 against the Reds, the Cardinals. And I was just confident as hell. I said, I said, hey, we're we're winning. We're going to the World Series. My neighbor, I passed by. He's like, what's up with your Giants? I said, we're winning the World Series. What What are you talking about? He's like, no, you're not. You see how they're down two games right now. 2-0 2-0 in a, a five-game series. Guess what? We're winning the World Series. And what do we do? We won the World Series. So have a little confidence, Mets fans. I know you're not used to it. I think you can take a step back and, and breathe a little bit. 2-0 in the series against the Cubs. Cubs really don't have any fire. They're not really playing with any compassion right now. They're not showing you that they want to fight for this World Series berth. And that's good. You step on their neck. You curb smash them. And you let them be their own demons. And you keep on playing the way you're playing. Let Daniel Murphy keep on carrying you. Let your pitching staff keep coming in relief, doing their job, getting the strikeouts, playing defense. If you look at it, a lot of times the team with the least amount of errors, throwing errors, anything, always comes out victorious. And we have to see how the Mets play these next two games, three games, however far it goes, four games. And that's the beauty of it. It can go four games. It can go five games. But you still have two. You still want to. So if you win tomorrow night, you're forced into game seven no matter what. And if that happens, let me tell you something. You're going to have game seven on Sunday. Giants, Cowboys, Jets, Patriots, sports overload. I'm going to – my head might self-combust that that day. I, I don't know what I would do. Great sports, great weekend, great day. So, getting back to the Mets, first game, go over a little stats. You know, Murphy homered, uh, Darnell homered. Uh, Murphy and RBI, Granderson had two, which Granderson is your, your, your leadoff hitter is doing what a leadoff hitter should do. His on-base percentage is out of control in the playoffs. And it was all year. He was doing a good job all year. I personally would have never thought to put Granderson in the one hole. I mean, you're going back to Detroit days. I always thought he was more of a power hitter, power hitter, and he kind of melded himself into that. But now he's he's kind of coming back as he gets older and starting to, to be that singles and doubles and walk machine and not trying to go for the home run so much because, let's face it, City Field's a hard part to hit home runs in. 
A lot of people have trouble here. A lot of people don't want to come here because of that reason. A lot of power hitters that you're going to try to get over here and sign in the off season. Cespedes is a, you know, an asterisk to that. Obviously, he can hit here. He's been doing it. But the dude's got power. You watch him in the home run derbies a couple years ago. He's jacking balls out left and right. He's got enormous forearms. His turn of the wrist is crisp and strong, and that's what you want. He's got that. Cespedes is perfect for New York. Sign him. Do whatever you can do. If you had asked me right now, do we sign Murphy or Cespedes? It's tough. It's real tough. But Murphy, Murphy's the way to go right now. Cespedes is on the back burner. Got to get Murph locked up. And go for someone else a little bit more affordable. Cespedes has given you, he gave you that September, he carried you. He's one of the only reasons why you were where you were at the end of the year. But there's other players that could do that at a cheaper price. You're not giving this guy $200 million. You can't. Unless you win the World Series and your ownership takes a step back and, and evaluates the situation and says, hey, I don't want to break up this team. I like the chemistry. I think we can go back and try to repeat and maybe build this thing into a dynasty. Your pitchers are locked up. Got to get Murphy locked up, then you got to go after Cespedes. If you do that, everyone else is locked up. You, you have a chance if you do go to the World Series, or even if you don't, if you get back to the NLCS, this, this is a successful year for you guys. This is by no means, if you lose in the NLCS this year or lose in the World Series, you got to look back on this and say, wow, what did, what did this team accomplish this year? I mean, talk about David and Goliath. 30 to 1 odds in the beginning of the year. 84 over under for wins. And you guys are in the NLCS right now, two games up on the Chicago Cubs with your foot on their neck. So we have that going. Keep the team together. Successful year already. I would like to see the same team back next year, especially with Murphy. I don't think any Met fan wants to get rid of Murphy right now. And there's been a lot of people over the years defending Murphy, you know, coming on radio shows and talk shows or Twitter and Facebook and saying, you know, Murphy doesn't get the credit he deserves. You guys watch him day in and day out. The true Met loyals have always loved Murphy. It's the guys that watch a highlight here and there on SportsCenter that doesn't, don't, don't understand what kind of ball player Murphy is, and they just see his mistakes when he makes base running blunders, when he makes errors, and that's all they talk about because ESPN needs ratings. But when you're a true Met seven-line army kind of dude and you watch the games every day, you start to realize what kind of player Murphy is. And you see his heart, the way he talks to the media in the playoffs right now, what he's doing. And you guys probably expected this. Not expected it, but it's a little less shocking to the Met faithful that he's doing this. And to the Fairweather fans, the guys that want to just blame the ownership, the Wilpons, Sandy Alderson, Terry Collins, and just watch the highlights every three days. You guys are the ones that are shocked by this because you don't watch the games. Murphy's a good ball player. He's here to stay. Hopefully you lock him up. He's doing great in the playoffs. So 
Mets and run, uh, Mets with runners in scoring position on sa- on Saturday. You went one for six. Cespedes, Granderson, Murphy, Harvey, Wright, Darno. You left four on base. Wright had a stolen base. Lagaris had a stolen base. And in the beginning of the series, Terry Collins came on and he was quoted as saying that you guys aren't a fast team. Don't do a lot of uh, stealing bases. And I don't know if he said it as a ploy or what, but you guys are stealing bases. Granderson, Murphy, right. You guys are showing, you know, the jumps you need. I'm sure this is a result of a lot of research done on the Chicago Cubs, their tendencies. Lester is known for just people carouseling around the bases with him. You can steal on off that man all day. He's known for it. So don't 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 think it's a shock that you guys took a couple bases and swiped a couple from him the other night. That's what he does. As far as the Cubs go, Schwarber's on fire. Okay. Rizzo, MVP candidate and sometimes, not really doing much. Bryant, not doing much. You're silencing because every time, power, power, power versus power. What do we say? The pitcher always wins power versus power. And guess what? The Mets got three power pitchers and not a bad fourth. So I that's why I said the Mets have the advantage in this series. They got your pitching and they got their power lineup. They cannot hit you guys. And wait until they face DeGrom when he's throwing 100 in the seventh inning. You know, Gonzalez made a comment the other day. Said, oh, how could you get to, you know, him late? Or how did you hit that ball late? And, you you know, you kind of struggled with him in the beginning. Easy answer. <laughs> he wasn't throwing 100 miles an hour in the seventh. You know, so it's hard to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, especially with late movement. Especially when you're throwing a a curveball that's breaking at your knees and hitting the dirt, sliders, and you know it's just they're they're just the anti Cub. The Royals are the anti Met. You guys are the anti Cubs. You're gonna beat them. It's not gonna be close. Take a little deep breath, relax. Number to call three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. We go to phone calls real quick. Hey, caller, how you doing? What's what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, hey, big suit again. How you doing? How you doing? How you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm feeling happy. Uh, just not too happy about the way the Mets hierarchy is portraying Murphy and stuff like that. Why would you put that out on social media that you don't want to bring him back when he's the only one really killing it for your team right now? Well, you know? I mean, yeah, during the year he had a couple of. Uh, uh-oh plays and stuff like that, but he's a solid hitter, you know. I'll take that any day of the week over these big muscle heads and stuff. Well, let's face it, Such, they're, he's carrying your team. If Without Murphy right now, you might not even have made it out of the NLDS. I know you got a good a good pitching staff that's that's doing the job as well, but two Cy Young award winners to give you wins in those games, and without him, you're not here. And the Mets hierarchy, the brass, as you, as you would call them, are – are misled. I don't think it was actually put out. I think it was leaked. So I, I don't really know what they're they're trying to accomplish. Uh, you, you know from being a Met fan that your your ownership is is flawed in every way. I mean, if they had an opportunity, if they had an opportunity to go by the the Los Angeles Dodgers, they'd be out of here in a heartbeat. Because you know, 
Well, with your murals out there to Jackie Robinson and stuff right now. That's all that, you know. Oh, don't get me started on that one, please. We'll be here all day long. I mean, you know what? I can respect what Jackie Robinson did for baseball. He didn't do anything more for the New York Mets than he did for the Yankees, the Braves, you know, all the teams. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but but to have that Robinson rotunda, you know what? It should be the Seaver Center or something like that. You know, I it just yeah. I agree. They're, they're they're definitely. I mean, come on, look at City Field. Looks like the old Ebbets Field and stuff like that. I took my son up to uh, the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown this year when I was out of work, and he's lo- looking around. He goes, Dad, look, it's City Field, but it says Ebbets. I go, that's because the Will Ponds love the Dodgers <laughs> that much. That you is know? exactly and, right. Uh, yeah, no, that but Seaver uh, has done a lot more for that team than pretty much any Met in history has done because he, he got you the 69 series. He got you that oh, miracle Met team. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh definitely. I mean, do you, you think Alderson is putting out, a, you know, holding a couple of tickets at uh, Wrigley Field for uh, Steve Bartman this weekend? Or this week, <laughs> I think I think Steve Bartman has fallen off the face of the earth. I don't think he's anywhere around. I think he refuses to go to uh, any. Oh. I think he still goes to the games, but he hides himself. He wrote a book, and he's he's just disappeared. I, he might even change his name. That guy is that guy will get killed if he goes anywhere near Chicago. Oh my God! Me and my son watched that uh, spot on ESPN about that. Yes, the, the thirty <laughs> I, for thirty. I felt was... so bad for the guy. Yeah, the thirty thirty. But yeah, yeah. You know what? He didn't do. He didn't do anything else. Any other one of those fans in that area would have done. Yeah, no. You're they you're, you're right. For the ball. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he all right. Listen, I gotta have get happen. back to work, and uh, hopefully, I'll talk to you later on this week, and I'll be saying that we're going to the World Series, brother. You will be. Trust me. I will take you. Hey, take you to your house and go back it up. Go go to AC with it because. <laughs> You're going to the World yeah, Series, I don't, trust me. I, 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 don't, I don't think the message would like that too much. He's not that big of a Mets fan. <laughs> okay, but, uh, you got it. I'll talk to you later, Big Rick. See you later. All right. Thanks, Sush. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so, you know, the Mets, the Mets are, are are on their way, so to speak. They're they're doing their job. They're getting it done. Mets fans are happy. Uh, I'll come back after the break, talk a little Jets, Giants preview, 347-989-0635 at the Big Rig Show. Follow me on Twitter, and we'll be back.
we're back. Just finished with the Mets. Going to go move on to a little NFL action. Our picks, how I did, how Hulse's hot picks did. Um, I do believe he went 3-0 and on Saturday um, with Michigan State. And what an ending to that Michigan State game. Did you guys see the Michigan-Michigan State game with the punter? And he just takes a shotgun snap right in his hands and, and misses it. Harbaugh has to be going crazy right now. I cannot believe a game would end and a season. Their whole season is shot now because of this punter. And he made a statement at the end. I thought we had world-class athletes here. I think we got to look uh, look further and see what we're doing. And I agree. If you're going to Michigan and you're playing any position and you're starting, you better be a world-class class athlete. And he wasn't. So, Michigan fans, you got to be sick to your stomach. I feel for you. I, I can't imagine losing a game like that. What? And the whole day was crazy. Rutgers coming back down 20, 20 points, 25 points, coming back and winning. Rutgers showed a, little, a lot of wherewithal this weekend, too. So, a lot, a lot of good games. I'm a, I'm a Michigan slash Rutgers fan. I like them both. And two of my games, one one positive, one negative outcome. Hey, it happens. If if, if I go into the national championship, I want to see Rutgers there over Michigan. But what a, two two crazy games. So he covered with Michigan State, covered with Notre Dame, covered with Baylor. Three and zero on Saturday. Yesterday we're going to go over the scores. Right now, Thursday night, Saints Falcons. Saints one thirty one twenty one. Um, now for the one o'clock games. I had the Cardinals. The Cardinals looked like they were not ready for an NFL matchup. The Steelers had their third-string quarterback in at one point and absolutely dominated them. The Steelers are 4-2. and two. Big Ben's been out for four games now, and they're still winning. And it's scary because I'm a big believer that the Steelers, you get them in the playoffs, and, and they're, they can do damage no matter who. What team Ben has around him? They got a lot of talent on offense. Okay, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell—they're fantastic football players. They can explode at any point. Bryant coming back, having a huge day. So I'm worried about the Steelers. Cardinals didn't show me anything. Carson Palmer did what Carson Palmer does. I've always felt that Carson Palmer was a little bit of a, you know, head case. And he proved it. Can't stay within a game. Needed needed a win. Didn't get it. He's lucky Seattle lost. We'll get into that. Uh, Jets. Just go over the scores real quick. Jets. Redskins. 34-20. Jets looked very lackadaisical in the first half. Looked like they, you can tell they came back from a bye week. They weren't sharp. They weren't crisp. We got Richardson back. A lot of guys got healthy. First half was not what you want to see from a three and one team that you're expecting to go to the playoffs because that's what everyone's expecting the Jets to do is go to the playoffs. So they had that. They came out in the second half, changed their game plan, and when they changed their game plan, they got absolutely on fire in the second half. Everything started clicking. You started started to see the wheels turning, and this is almost like a, a week in and week out thing with the Jets. Every week, they start off slow in the first half. They never have that, that big lead. They did it in the Colts game. 
you know, the Dolphins, they were hanging around the whole time. They just let teams hang around. And in the first half, Redskins have the lead. They're up 13-10. And then they come out and score 17 in the third quarter and another touchdown in the end in the fourth. Redskins scored that garbage touchdown, blocked punt. We all seen it. Special teams is a disaster. Bring back Westoff or bring him in as as a consultant because we need someone on special teams that know what they're doing. Our special teams are disastrous. I give them an F every week. So if you let – say that game was close. Say that game we were up by six or three, and you let that happen with that amount of time left on the clock, and you lose that game for special teams, it's sickening. I don't even want to say it. Get it fixed. Get it fixed ASAP. Moving on, Chiefs, Vikings. Vikings win 16-10. You don't really expect much from either team. They're just they're kind of like the same team. They they have that same feeling about them where they're just that's ah, a Vikings game, that's ah, a Chiefs game. No, it's, you're just gonna see the same stuff. Maybe a little, you know, come back in the end. It, it's just it, it's boring. That that game is boring. Bengals Bills no Tyrod Taylor. Bills put up 21. Lashawn McCoy shady came back scored a touchdown. Uh, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, has so many weapons on that offense that they are going to be the team to beat besides New England. So the way I'm seeing the AFC shape up right now, you have the Bengals and the Patriots getting the buys. And I think the only – I mean, you could say um, Detroit – or not Detroit, sorry, uh, Denver. Denver is the worst – 6-0 and football team I have ever seen in my entire life. Peyton Manning is going to get destroyed when he plays a team with a good defense. When he gets penetration, when a good defensive line comes in and starts wreaking havoc on their offensive line and Peyton Manning, and he's tossing the ball up, he has zero arm strength. It is a joke what he's doing this year. I would bring in the, uh, who is it, Osweiler in? I'd get him out because he is going to lose you games. I don't know if he's going to make it throughout the season. Peyton Manning, you're kind of tarnishing your career. You should have got out last year. Stop holding on. It's over. Go be a sports broadcaster. Go cover games. Get out of the NFL before you embarrass yourself more. You're 6-0, and but you need to get out of the NFL. Because when you play a good team, and you're going to, they're going to kick your ass up and down the field. So, Peyton, I, I don't know how you're going to survive this year, especially when you start playing the bigger and better teams, okay, because you're going to. You have a hard schedule coming up, and we'll see. Your defense is holding it together right now. You're going to OT with the Browns. Now, the Browns are better. Dennis covered. I lost this pick. I had the Broncos with four and a half. He had the Browns getting four and a half. He won, which is the Hulse's hot picks. So, give him a win for that. I'm 0-2 up to this point. Bears, Lions, another one of those who-care games. Lions got their first victory. Bears are a bad team. The Lions are even worse. Went into OT. Couple of quarterbacks that are the same. I mean, you could almost follow Jay Cutler's career, and Matt Stafford is almost 
retracing every footstep that Jay Cutler did. He is becoming the the new age Jay Cutler, even though Jay Cutler is still in the league. So Matt Stafford needs to start playing a little better. He he showed you yesterday that he can still be a quarterback in the league. He's not as bad as we thought he was, but he's kind of retracing Jay Cutler's steps. Jay Cutler has some weapons. The Lions have weapons. No defense at all. 37-34 Lions. OT. Just a seesaw game back and forth. It was exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love watching games like that. A couple controversial, call, controversial calls in it, but the Lions came out victorious. Doesn't really matter. They're both in the same division. They're both at the bottom. Uh, the Vikings are in second place. Green Bay, you're not getting past Green Bay. Uh, Texans, Jaguars. Um, Texans, I guess you can say they're starting to get it together. Their defense played a little bit better. They played the Jaguars, though. And the only team the Jaguars beat are the Dolphins. And the Dolphins have this whole new resurgence. They think they're like uh, going to go to the playoffs with this new coach. And why? Because he made you do hit it. You know, the Dolphin fans, you know, have the the shortest memory history because they're two and three in a division that mostly every team is either 500 or above, except for you. You're in last place. You got a new coach. He's been with the team. You beat, you beat up the Titans, which, uh, you know, you kind of did it a little dirty. Uh, the hit on Mariota, uh, you know, your coach said the previous week in his press conference, the coach, Carb, uh, I forgot his name, Carbon, Dan, whatever. He said, we're going to play, we're going to walk that fine line of dirty and not dirty and aggressive. And he kind of did. He kind of looked dirty to me. I mean, I don't know if it looked dirty to you, but it looked dirty to me. So Dolphins won 38-10, two and three now. Titans are one and four. There's a lot of bad teams in the AFC this year, and it's wide open. But we got we got three undefeated teams too. So playoffs are going to be interesting. Panthers, Seahawks. I mean, the Panthers five and zero. Seahawks are two and four. The Legion of Boom. Let's and you know what? They shouldn't even be two and four. They should be one and five right now. The Seahawks. They are coming down. Pete Carroll, I guarantee you is going back to USC if this is a losing year. The way it's if they don't make the playoffs, and he's going to jump ship quicker than than I don't know what he's going to jump ship. Seahawks are a shambles right now. They left the Panthers in the game too long. Cam came out had a great game, won twenty seven twenty three, and I'm so happy they won. I not only do I like the Panthers a little bit, the Seahawks are just so overconfident and you know they just talk so much smack and and I'm glad to see them just getting wiped up and down the field on their defense they got Cam Chancellor back oh we got Cam back he was the missing piece no he wasn't he just lost again and he lost to the Panthers who have zero offensive weapons besides Greg Olson they lost Benjamin a lot of guys are starting to emerge but Cam makes plays and Cam's a good quarterback and that's what he's doing so 27-23 Panthers, Chargers, Packers, as my pick, Chargers, 
They sh- they should have tied the game. So then this is my this is my point with Philip Rivers. Rivers, you knew he was going to come down and march down the field, but you didn't know if he was going to get in the end zone. And this is what he does all the time. He's a great quarterback. He's putting up a ton of fantasy numbers right now, but he's Philip Rivers, and he's got the puss on his face. He doesn't know what what's going on. He's that that ball he threw yesterday that um, the cornerback for uh, Green Bay blocked was was a bad ball. He could have threw it a little bit out. He kind of was had a rush. I know it was a hurry, but he should have won or tied it at least. So Packers won twenty seven twenty. Go to six and zero. Kind of figure the Packers are going to do that. They're not the dominant team. I think they are. I want to see them play a good team and see what happens. Uh, Raven, Ravens 49ers, uh, Super Bowl, what, two years ago, Super Bowl? Uh, definitely not the same teams. Not even close. These are two of the worst teams in the league playing for nothing already. In week six, they have nothing to look forward to. The Ravens are one and five. Even when the Ravens are bad, they're never one and five. And they're they're really bad. They're missing Suggs. They're missing a lot of people. Forsett's not doing the job. You, and you kind of figured he was going to be a one-hit wonder. In Seattle, he was a one-hit wonder. And in Baltimore, he is. I, these guys, they play out of their minds for one year, get these contracts, and, and stuff goes. And Why can't they do it every year? It doesn't make sense to me. Niners are 2-4. and four, Nothing to look forward to. Not going anywhere in that division. So, the two juggernauts in that division, the 49ers and Seahawks from a couple years ago last year, are now two and four, respectively, and not going anywhere soon. Cardinals are four and two, top of the division, along with the Rams. Patriots, Colts. Okay. Now, as you know, I'm a Jet fan, and I would like to see the Patriots lose every game. But you knew they were going to win that game. Hulse's hot picks, lost that one. Spread was 10. The over was a lock. The over was 54. It was a lock. Anytime the Patriots are playing a team that has only offense, Patriots really don't cover anybody. They're going to let up points. Their defense is not good. But they can score with anybody. They can score on anyone at any time. And they proved it last night. Colts got a garbage touchdown. Made you lose the, uh, the point spread. Otherwise, it would have been 34-20. Andrew Luck came back, had a good game, put up 27 points. You put up 27 points. I guess you kind of expect to win the game, but just not on the Patriots. The Patriots put up 34. They they almost doubled. I think they're almost 2-1 to one this year, I heard, which outscoring their opponent. So we'll see what happens with them. They're 5-0. and oh. Big, huge Jet game this weekend. We're going to see what the Patriots are made out of. We're going to see what the Jets are made out of this week. Patriots-Jets this weekend. Lock it down. DVR it so you can rewatch it. Game of the week. Um, oh, and in that game, the punt formation they had, the Colts, one of the worst plays I've ever seen. I have a, I coach peewee football for my sons, 7-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 12-year-olds. And I've never seen that in a peewee game. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm pretty sure he wasn't supposed to snap that ball. I don't know what he was supposed to do. But that was the worst football play probably you'll ever see. 
So you had a lot of firsts this weekend in football. Uh, good, 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 good week to watch football. All right, we're gonna take a break. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five number to call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. Send me questions. I'll read them on air. Doesn't matter. I follow Twitter while I'm following the show. Uh, give me a call back, and uh, we'll be back. Preview that tonight, Giants Eagles, Monday Night Football. <laughs> I've seen a, a cool thing. Uh, some giant fan of Philly put a Giants <laughs> Giants jersey on a Rocky Balboa statue, and the Philly fans are pissed off. At how great is that? I, the, hey, nothing nothing makes me more happy than to piss off some Philly fans. Let me tell you that. So that was cool. I I, I seen that on Twitter this morning. It's great. Uh, they don't have any kind of sense of humor when it comes to sports. So I'm pretty sure every Giant fan going to the game tonight is probably going to get the snot knocked out of them because of that. So Giant fans going to the game, hide your jerseys, wear a little coat over it, maybe, uh, you know, sneak a little zip down door in half, show you're a Giant fan, but I wouldn't I wouldn't flaunt that thing tonight. So um, Monday Night Football, let's get uh, comparisons, total yards per game, Giants 373. The Eagles, 339. Giants got the edge there. Uh, passing yards, 282 Giants, 245 Eagles. Rush yards, 91 to 93. Kind of even um, there. Eagles a little bit better. Points per game, 26.4 for the Giants, 23.4 for the uh, Eagles. Third down conversion, it's just not even close. 44% for the Giants, 28% for the Eagles. So Eagles are going to find themselves on a lot of third downs and you know, the Giants need to capitalize and make them punt. Time of possession, Giants 17-43, Eagles 15-02. Um, defensive comparisons, total yards of the game allowed, 384 to 376, Giants in favor, 
Uh, passing yards allowed, 304 to 279, Giants in favor. Rush yards per game allowed, Giants 80, Eagles 96. Giants a little bit better there. Uh, points per game allowed, 21, Giants 26, Eagles. Uh, Giants, uh, Eagles a little bit better there. And third down conversion rate, 46%. So, <laughs> you know, as I was saying that the – the Eagles can't convert on third down. The Giants have a higher third down uh, allowed than the Eagles do at 46 to 42%. So um, Giants are leading in most of the offensive uh, categories, except for rush yards, which are pretty close. They're only two yards difference. That defensively, Giants are a little bit worse than the Eagles are. Um, you know, the Giants played the Cowboys with Des Bryant and – Tony Romo. So that, you know, that kind of destroys your stats right there. And they should have probably won that game too. So if you're looking at it from a fan aspect, a fan point of view, uh, as a giant fan, you're expecting to go in there and just, you know, beat them down a little bit. Don't let the Marco Murray run the ball. Um, you got to start taking care of, Matthews and the receivers, but it should be an easy win for the Giants. Uh, I'm not a big Eagles supporter. I don't like the way they construct their team or do their business, so I, I think the Giants will be fine. So we went over Mets game one, game two. Uh, Mets are up 2-0. Game three tomorrow night. DeGrom's pitching. I think it's Hutchinson um, for the Cubs. Monday football tonight, Eagles-Giants. Look for that. I'm sure everyone will be watching. Unless you're watching the uh, ALCS. Uh, but other than that, good show. Give me a call, as always, 347-989-0635. Uh, follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. Send me some messages. I'm always on, always watching, always scouring. And uh, good show today, good good football week. Really doing good. Everything's going well. Need some calls. Want to know your your opinions tomorrow. Okay. Have a good weekend. Uh, weekend's over, I guess. It's my weekend, so I can say that. Okay. But I will say Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Okay, thank you. Just making sure. See you later, everybody. <laughs>